This is episode 70 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's articles are American Reformation Scenario, North Bend, Washington, 10 Great Depression Era Strategies for Saving Money, and Managing Blood Pressure with Essential Oils. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily aggregator of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, uh, I did talk a little bit about uh, that free webinar with Melissa K. Norris. Um, she was gracious enough to allow me to use her video and, and post it up so others can watch it. It's very educational, a lot of great stuff about canning. And so uh, I have that over at Ed That Matters. The, the, uh, the link is called, or the, the article is called, Food Storage with Confidence, Expert Advice. And I'm going to link to it on episode 70, but you can also just go straight to edthatmatters.com and you can get it there. And so, like I said, you'll see, uh, you'll have access to the webinar. And then uh, if you choose to go and, you know, check out the link uh, where she offers her, her course and uh, see if that's something that you want to invest in, in to invest in your food stores. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, this Wednesday, if you missed the Wednesday episode, uh, we interviewed John Work of 1776PatriotUSA.com. And John talked a little bit about this article. You know, we always ask, hey, give us a couple of examples of your work. And I linked to those, but there was uh, there was one in, that we linked to on Prepper website as well called this American Reformation scenario. And basically, it's a it's a scenario. He's kind of throwing it out there at you, and like, what do you think? What would you What would you do? And so uh, I think it's very interesting. Um, it's one of those things where you can talk about it and you know kind of maybe think through it. What would I do? How would I go about doing it? Um, you know, what would my family uh, consider? So let's go ahead and start reading this one uh, from 1776PatriotUSA.com. The following American Reformation scenario takes place in North Bend, Washington. North Bend is a small town about 6,500 people and is 30 minutes from Seattle. The town gained popularity due to its being featured on the television show Twin Peaks. Situation and Timeline by June of 2022, the stock market has dropped to below 12,000 over the past two weeks, down from its high of 24,000 just two years ago. Government reported unemployment has crossed 12%, while true numbers run above 30%. Consumer confidence is at an all-time low and continuing to drop. President Elizabeth Warren in the democratically controlled Congress has instituted emergency measures to boost the economy. Over the past two years, stimulus checks from the federal government have been mailed to all taxpayers on a quarterly basis. More than $2 trillion has been added to the federal debt due to these measures while currency devaluation has taken hold. Inflation has crept in slowly while layoffs and downsizing measures gain momentum in an effort for businesses to reduce costs and retain profitability. Unemployment benefits are being adjusted quarterly due to inflation. States are requesting federal assistance to deal with growing budget issues. With so many states requesting assistance, the federal deficit is growing exponentially. By March of 2022, states accepting federal funds are required to meet certain federally mandated requirements, including restrictions on firearms. 
In late 2021, Congress reports the results of the investigation into the terrorist attacks summer of 2019 and find the blame lies solely on conservative right-wing militia groups who acted in a manner which Syrian refugees would get the blame. Leaked documents indicate that government investigators actually found evidence pointing to Islamic terrorists and not to American citizens. MSM fails to provide any credence to these leaked documents. Protest after the presidential election in 2020, put, putting Elizabeth Warren in the White House, was were massive. While most protesters came to express their First Amendment rights in peace, Antifa and other radical left-wing groups had other plans. Violence broke out more and more frequently across the country over the next year, with the mainstream media promoting responsibility targeted solely on the right. In mid-2021, several patriot groups known to support these protests and having suspected ties to the terrorist attacks two years earlier were raided by the FBI and shut down. Two prominent groups temporarily shut down, including the Natural, National Rifle Association and the Heritage Foundation. In conjunction with this, Twitter and Facebook began severe censorship, all in the name of safety and reducing further terrorism opportunities. Several well-known and politically active citizens were apprehended and questioned and subsequently released. Interestingly, these citizens remained quiet and disappeared into the shadows afterward. Sean Hannity and Coulter, Rush Limbaugh, and even Alex Jones were included in this group. This action resulted in many patriots going underground and meeting in secret. By the beginning of 2022, the protests for the most part had stopped. In January 2022... Congress, without warning, passes the American Citizens and Law Enforcement Safety Bill. This was a sweeping gun control bill including waiting periods, magazine bans, registration, and special taxes on all ammunition and ammunition components. The bill was promoted by politicians to protect children and law enforcement officers. They used the terrorist attacks of 2019 as additional motivation for support of the bill. By March of 2022, Congress passes the United States Equalization of Opportunity Bill, which is professed to fix the growing economic troubles. What the bill actually does is expand government involvement in almost every industry and business in America and provides the largest tax increase in history. While proponents of the bill state the vast majority of the taxes will come from large corporations and the rich, the reality is quite different. Several well-known businesses shut the doors within days of the bill's passage in protests, including Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby. The terrorist attacks during the summer of 2019 had a dramatic effect on the political climate in the United States. While the election of President Trump and his subsequent policies had a positive effect on the economy, the citizenship became extremely divided. After the terrorist attacks, which left thousands of children dead, Trump's stance on the Second Amendment destroyed his ability to win the election. America, America was angry and wanted something done to protect the children and themselves. The majority of America was willing to give up freedoms many didn't even know they had for the pr promise of security. June 21, 2022, North Bend, Washington. Bill and Jennifer Owens were enjoying their breakfast at Tweed's Cafe when the news came in there, were going to be, there was going to be a vote in Texas on succession. This is unbelievable, Jen. I never thought in my 55 years I would ever see this country fall apart like this. Now it looks like Texas is going to try to leave the Union. Wonder, wonder what President Warren will have to say about this, Bill stated. It's not going to be good. Texas contains many natural resources and military bases with nuclear weapons. She's not going to just let them go, Jen said. 
Governor Abbott ordered all Texas congressmen to leave Washington, D.C., as well as their entire staff and families, Bill continued. Did you hear Big Dog Firearms got shut down, Jen asked? No, I didn't. How come? Bill questioned. The folks over there refused to go along with some of the parts of the American Citizens and Law Enforcement Safety Bill passed in March. They were found to still be selling magazines with the capacity over 10 rounds. Big Dog said they purchased all those magazines before the passage of the bill. However, the government made the magazine ban instantaneous. It's crazy, Jen stated flatly. I'm glad we put back what we did when we had the chance, Bill whispered. Jen smiled and then had a look of concern on her face. She knew that. June 22, 2022, White House. President Warren was having another one of her quote-unquote attacks. At least that's what many of the White House staffers called them. And hearing the news of the upcoming vote in Texas, President Warren has grown even angrier than she normally was. She summoned the Attorney General and military representatives to develop an action plan should Texas actually pass their succession resolution. Advisors tried to convince Warren to meet with Governor Abbott and to and come to some agreement, but she refused. She felt that meeting with Abbott at this time would only reinforce his position and make her look weak. No, she must show her strength and superior position. I must take action to quell the dissension that is growing in some of these patriotic states, President Warren thought to herself. June 25, 2022, Washington State Governor's Mansion. Governor Jay Inslee called a meeting with his advisors over lunch. He received communication from the White House that in order to obtain further federal financial aid, President Warren would require some steps to be implemented. First, a declaration of non-succession must be made by the governor in the national press. President Warren was literally going mad over the succession talk in Texas and a few other states. Second, State law enforcement would be used to run surveillance on a multitude of individuals and organizations known to express patriotic and right-wing views. Additionally, a database would be created of suspected terrorist threats. These individuals would be pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, conservative, and mostly Christian. These same steps were being required of all states accepting federal funding and assistance. July 4, 2022, The Alamo, San Antonio, Texas. Governor Greg Abbott called a press conference to discuss the passage of the Texas Succession Bill. While leaving the union was not as easy as just passing a bill, it was a huge step. Governor Greg Abbott's statement. Over the last 12 years, the United States, has the, has, as the Founding Fathers meant it to be, has ceased to exist. The country which has saved this world from communism, the evil of Nazi control, and countless other threats has been led astray and is now infested with such corruption it is like a cancer to the very principles which the Constitution stands. I firmly believe it is beyond repair. The federal government continues to overtax and overregulate both businesses and citizens to the point that it is a form of slavery. The federal government has stepped so far to the left that the ability for the American citizen to live as free and fruitful life based on their efforts and hard work, has been undermined. The White House and a corrupt Congress have seen to it that those who choose to sit by and wallow in mediocrity are raised by the fruits of others' labor, while those hardworking folks who get up every day and work their tail off contribute to their own successes and are, are punished. It just doesn't make sense and is completely un-American. The federal government has led America down a path of immorality, when nearly a decade ago a conversation had to be had to determine whose use 
was which bathroom and how many genders there are, insanity has prevailed. Over the past two years, basic rights such as religious freedom, the right to bear arms, and due process have been attacked by President Warren in an out-of-control Congress. It is my responsibility as governor and as an American citizen to do my part to stop this insanity and stop it I will in the great state of Texas. It is my hope that the vote to succeed and separate from the federal government will be a peaceful and simple transition. My administration is working on a plan which will be provided to Congress and President Warren which will describe the steps involved. In no way, shape, or form does Texas plan to quarantine itself from the rest of the states in the Union. We plan to continue to carry on commerce and strategic relationships as normal with few conditions. I will provide two simple requirements of President Warren and the federal government. First, I require that all federal military installations be vacated by July 15th. These sit on Texas soil and the land is the property of Texas. Second, all federal offices and buildings are to be vacated by July 15th and all operations will cease at that time. More information will be forthcoming. Thank you. July 6, 2022, home of Bill and Jennifer Owens, North Bend, Washington. Jen, what do you think we should do? Warren has ordered 25% of the American military forces stationed in Europe and Japan to return home. The explanation is cost reduction, but we all know what it is for, Texas. Now, leaked documents show that the Washington State Attorney General's office is accumulating a list of patriotic citizens. I guarantee we will be on that list, Bill exclaimed. Are you sure, Jen asked? We never officially signed up with Ted's militia group. Absolutely. You know Jerry, Rob, and Kenny and his wife are all members. Now we are all members of the same MAG. That provides the tie-in that will connect us to the militia. Plus, we are members of the NRA, Republican Party, and gave money to Trump in 2020. You know we both had patriotic stuff all over our Facebook pages before our accounts were canceled. If I could go back in time, OPSEC would have been a much bigger deal, Bill said. Well, you weren't making all the decisions. I am as much to blame, Jen stated flatly. Bill continued, back to the question, Jen. What do we do? We may be fine right now, but we may be targeted at some point. I firmly believe Warren is going to take military action against Texas. Several other states have refused to sign the non-succession pact, including South Carolina, Idaho, Montana, Arizona, and even California. We have the supplies and the means should we relocate. Your brother lives in Pickens, South Carolina. It's a long ways, but we could get there. More leaks from the White House indicate that an assault weapons ban, including confiscation, is in the works in case other states drop out. We could go to Texas, but that might end up being a war zone. If we stay here, the state police will likely be knocking on our door to take our guns, leaving us defenseless. The economy is getting worse, Bill. Gasoline is up $8.50 a gallon. If we are going to leave, we need to do so soon. Everything is getting more expensive. We can make a go of it here, but I'm fearful of turning into felons if we don't give up our guns. That's it. That's, that is the information you have. As each of us read through the scenario, we all envision the story just a little bit different. Based on your interpretation of the situation, what would you do? Are Bill and Jen's best are Bill and Jen best to stay in place or relocate? If they relocate, where do they go? Thanks, all. Rourke. All right. So there are uh, some comments here in the uh, in the um, in the article that you can come check out, and then people kind of you know giving their their point of view. Uh, I'm glad I'm in Texas. Uh, definitely, I, I've known some people who are from other places. 
other states like Montana and Idaho, and they mention that it's just uh, a little bit more freer. They, you know, you think, you know, you hear about Texas and you know, you know, Texas and the Wild West and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I, I did have someone that I knew that actually ran a website, um, and uh, he was down here in Texas for his wife for a little while while she was going to school, and then uh, in, in Houston actually, and then moved back to Montana because it was just uh, it was more restrictive he thought than even Montana. So there were homesteading in Montana. You know, I'm glad I live in Texas. I mean, there's some uh, you know, and with every politician, uh, the, you know, there's things that you like and things that you don't like. I know that a lot of the educators that I know, um, you know, don't like some of the things that Greg Abbott has done with uh, with education, but he's done some good things on a bunch of other things. So I mean, you know, you kind of give and take. Um, one of the things that I would say is that there has been a lot of people have moved in from other states because Texas uh, was a little late on feeling the economic crunch because of oil. Um, I mean, we were, you know. For for a long time, we had a really strong economy, but when oil started tanking, we you know we really felt it. Um, you know, I was at the at uh, getting my haircut not too long ago, and there was two guys that, that they didn't even know each other, but they both worked on uh, in oil on oil derricks out in the Gulf, and were talking about it. And one guy was saying, "Yeah, I've heard that you know things are going to kick up back again, and you know we're hearing we're hearing this date and this date." And uh, so I, th- I mean, I thought that was kind of ra- rare. You know, you have two people doing the same kind of job, working for two different companies, both out of work, trying to get back to work, trying to find anything to uh, to, to start working. But um, you know, w- one of the things that that again that I was getting at is there's a lot of people we because our economy was so strong, people were coming in from all over the place. A lot of people from California coming to Texas. Or at least that's when you know being on when I was on the campus and people would come and roll. Uh, you know, I would see the file, and they were coming from California, or they were coming and living with family members who lived in our area, and uh, you know, they were coming coming to school because they were living there temporarily or whatever. So we saw a lot of that uh, happening, and from what I know from uh, other people in the district, that's happening all over the place. So it just wasn't our school. So there's a lot of liberals, and like I said, I think I've said this before, Harris County. Um, Harris County went for Donald Trump in the in the election, but the city of Houston went for for Hillary. So uh, you know there is there's a lot of liberal movement over here. You know starting up, it's not as conservative as, as it used to be. But anyway, you know what would you do? Uh, I'm glad. You know one of the factors for me is family. Uh, I'm I'm lucky. All of our family, all my wife's family, all my family, they're all here in in Houston. And so that's uh, that's a big big draw for us. And in this situation with uh, Bill and Jen, I think uh, you know if they can make it to South Carolina where the brother is, I think that would be uh, definitely beneficial. Uh, but it, it, even at that, you still don't know what South Carolina is doing at that time. So anyway, um, something to think about. You know, what would you do if you feel like uh, you want to add to the conversation? Go over to uh, John Rourke's. Uh, website 1776patriotusa.com and uh, leave uh, leave some information there in the comment section. All right, let's go on to the next article. This comes to us from askaprepper.com. It's 10 Great Depression Era Strategies for Saving Money. So these are just strategies, you know, little tips and things to think about. And definitely during the Great Depression, a lot of uh, 
a lot of innovation there on how to you know get around things and how to not that, not to go without. I mean, they definitely went without, but you know how to substitute things. Um, this article really doesn't get into that, uh, but you know that's one of the things that you know is out there that that information is kind of starting to get lost, and hopefully people start writing that down. There there was that one old grandma. I don't know if she's still living or not, but she would do that uh, those videos on Depression-era cooking and got very, very popular. Uh, so frugal cooking and things like that. Anyway, let's go ahead and start getting into this article before I just ramble so much today. <laughs> All right, the Great Depression was an extremely difficult period around the world as a result of the Depression that began in America. Unemployment reached to 25% in the United States, and most, people bank, most people's bank savings were wiped out. People started migrating to other areas in search of jobs, and farmers began migrating in the false hope that the situation in neighboring areas would be better. People who survived the Great Depression Im- embedded habits into their lives that they found hard to change, such as refusing to part with anything that might come in handy at any future point in their life. To them, cutting off and discarding the ends of a loaf of bread is not a good idea, and scrapping the wrapper of a block of cheese certainly is. During this difficult time, people also learn smart budgeting by doing more with less. The Great Depression lasted for more than a decade, and people of that generation developed budgeting strategies that are effective even today. From a financial viewpoint, there's definitely a lot we can learn from our elders who survived the difficult past. Here are a few tips that our grandparents and great-grandparents used to survive the Great Depression. Number one, reduce, I'm sorry, reuse, reduce, recycle, and repair. So there are, it looks like he's taken some graphics off of something uh, that go in line with the different topics here. So uh, they're kind of small reading and a little blurry to me, but I think maybe if you blow them up, you'll be able to get to it. But, uh, you know, some interesting things maybe for you to, uh, to, to see there. Uh, it's like two pictures for each uh, for each point that he's making. Anyway, so number one, reuse, reduce, recycle, repair. Our grandparents were experts in repurposing things that had already been used, recycling plastic bags by using them as trash bags, and making use of old T-shirts and socks as rags as some amazing hacks we can learn from our elders. This is an excellent strategy for saving money instead of spending money buying new things. Recycle and reuse is a technique that provide, that proves to be very beneficial for saving money. Number two, pay with cash more often. During the Great Depression, people didn't have enough savings in their bank accounts, and hence they used cash for any transactions. This strategy can save us from unwanted debts. Here's why you absolutely must have food supplies, hard assets, and reserve cash. Number three, try to be self-sufficient. Americans adopted this strategy during the Great Depression by doing all their tasks for themselves. Sewing their own clothes, growing food on their own farms, and cooking from scratch are some strategies that adopted, they adopted to save money. They mastered these skills to save money. We have to learn these skills from them. So I would say that the self-sufficiency part, I, I think, was way before um, the Great Depression era. But I think the Great Depression era uh, increased it not just with people on farms and things like that, but people that were even living in the cities because they just found new ways of doing things and they were, they were self-sufficient in that. I mean, that was before the internet, before, you know, before all that stuff, before smartphones. I mean, can you imagine that? 
Uh, so much information out there. Number four, budgeting using a diary or envelopes. Our grandparents and great-grandparents did not have electronic gadgets to keep track of their budgets, so they used diaries and envelopes for budgeting their expenses. You can still use the traditional method of maintaining a diary by starting by planning how much you want to spend each month for each category, namely housing, transportation, food, etc. You can keep several envelopes, each dedicated to a different category, and start by putting in the amount you allocate for each category. Use the money from each envelope for the purpose only. Here are 21 lost tips from 100 years ago with illustration. Um, the envelope situation, uh, that's, you know, Dave Ramsey really, really promotes that. And uh, my wife and I use that. Uh, for for a while, you know, we wore out the things that you get from Dave Ramsey because uh, for the, at the church I I taught the uh, the course Financial uh, Peace University and so the the church kind of went through that and when you did that and you bought the kit you got the envelopes and we went through those envelopes and just bought some more uh, just just generic white envelopes and used those for our uh, you know for our t- for the time being and it worked it worked really really well. So um, it helps you to focus and not to overspend. Number five, buy used instead of new. If you, really, if you are really serious about saving money, you will have to do so in every area. You can save a lot of money by buying used instead of new, including automobiles, toys, clothing, and so on. The barter system, which was a common practice during the Depression era, is an excellent way to save money. You could even trade some of your skills in exchange for some fresh produce from a neighbor's garden. Number six, weigh your wants and needs. It is essential to meet your needs, but it is not necessary to satisfy all your wants. Americans learned to differentiate between their wants and needs during the Great Depression. If they did not have something they wanted, they learned to live without it. Similarly, you can follow suit here. If you already have something that meets your basic needs, but you are looking to buy something better or a newer version, continue to use what you have instead of buying something new. For instance, wear clothes you already have instead of buying new ones and use that two-year-old cell phone if it works well instead of getting yourself the latest model. This strategy is one of the most effective strategies that is also shared by many financial budgeting experts. As Warren Buffett says, if you buy things you don't need, you will soon sell things you need. This strategy holds true in the case of saving as well. Additionally, check out these 11 survival tricks learned from homeless people. Number seven, try your hand at freelancing. Even if you have a full-time job, earning some extra bucks is always a great idea. Many people back in the 1920s and 1930s did freelance work, such as selling photographs and home-cooked food. If you have a special skill or hobby, showcase that and even earn some money as a passive income to keep the flow going. Today, there are many websites catering exclusively to freelancers, giving them the opportunity to sell their work online. Or, yeah, online. Um, I think that's important. I think everybody should have a micro business. You're good at something. I think you should you should try to exploit that uh, to and exploit. You know, usually is a negative word, but I would say to use that to build some uh, a second stream of income coming in. There's no problem with you know making something and putting it up on Etsy or uh, eBay or you know even on Facebook. A lot of, there's a lot of Facebook. You know, barter and sell like where I'm where I live. There's a barter sell for my area, and people always put stuff up there, and you can sell it there. Sometimes stuff that they make, sometimes things that they're just trying to get rid of, kind of like a, a Craigslist, uh, you know, type thing. 
but definitely, I think that's important for every prepper to start looking at and and start to start to do is to create some kind of extra stream of income uh, in in your uh, in your finances. All right, moving along. Number eight, plant those seeds for a lush garden. Every time you bring vegetables or fruit home, do not forget to remove the seeds from some of them. Dry them out and then replant them in your own garden. This helps to keep your garden going all through the summer and you won't have to spend money buying vegetables or fruits elsewhere. Americans used this method of growing seeds in their own farms back in the Depression era. Yeah. So yeah, you got to be careful with what your what seeds you're you're growing. But you know, one of the things you always hear the heirloom, uh, the things about the heirloom, and definitely if you can focus on yeah, buy heirloom quality seeds. Uh, but if for some reason you have nothing else, not there's nothing else possible, fine, plant some hybrid. You know, um, I remember uh, an article on uh, one of the websites. I've actually re- recently contacted because the website's still up, but no one is like responding to emails. But anyway, I, I need to try to find that article. Um, they talked about, you know, like if you're in a survival situation that just kind of happened really, really quickly, um, sometimes maybe putting in a hybrid plant would be the best thing for you to, to get going because, or hybrid seed, because they're usually, you know, they're going to be modified to kind of grow and grow quickly and grow, uh, you know, to, to produce their fruit. Now, you might not be able to save those seeds and put them back into the ground. I mean, you can. You're not going to poss- possibly not get the same, uh, you know, fruit or vegetable that you just received. But for that first time around when, you know, it might be necessary for you to have uh, food to depend on, um, that's something that's very, you know, uh, important. And so he, he made a very good case for uh, having some hybrid seed. But anyway, um, number nine, let all the members of your family contribute. That's exactly what Americans during the Great Depression era did. Of course, if you have small children, they won't be able to contribute financially, but they can help out in other ways. You and your spouse should both do your bit when it comes to taking up the financial burden of the whole family. Additionally, here are how, here's how to get your wife and kids involved in prepping. Number 10, scrap, scrape to the last drop. Yes, you read that right. Back in the 1930s, people never let go of even a single drop of their ketchup, toothpaste, shampoo, etc. They made sure that they scraped the bottles to the last bit. You definitely can save a lot of by using everyday items to the last drop. And the saying goes, drop by drop forms a river. Surviving the Great Depression was a struggle. In fact, a nightmare for millions of people. But the tips and strategies people of that generation have left behind are invaluable. They lived their lives using whatever means of survival they had, and their strategies for saving money are applicable even today. Today's economic policies are based on the wisdom gained during the Great Depression. Will another Great Depression occur today? Probably not, but we can still follow our grandparents' lead when it comes to saving money. I don't know about the... the I, I don't know. We economy is not very, very strong. Um, there's 18 comments here. A lot of comments here people have left. Hey, if you have come across a good book, a good book on the Great Depression, and not necessarily just talking about the history of it, but talking about some of these like life hacks, uh, talking about you know some of these ways how people got through it, 
man, I'd love for you to come and share that on episode number 70 of the Prepper Website Podcast uh, to kind of share that out. Uh, I'd love to, to see something, uh, to read maybe a book like that, go try to find it. Uh, or, you know, if you've come across a website that had uh, some great articles um, or, you know, videos on that, come drop it by the comment section over at uh, episode 70. Uh, greatly would appreciate that one. All right, so that's um, that was askaprepper.com. All right, so our last article, you know, on Fridays I do a, I, I grab an article from the archives and uh, kind of go back there and start looking and found one. I haven't done one on essential oils, uh, not that I remember at least. And uh, I got one from uh, Backdoor Survival, so Gay Levy's website. And this, there's a funny story actually. When I when I saw this, I'm like, that's the one I'm going to do because there's a funny story that goes along with it. I think I've shared it, or at least I shared it early on when I started the podcast. I don't know uh, if if you you know if you're kind of recent to it or you you weren't around at the very beginning, then you probably didn't hear it. But uh, not too long ago, I was at church. And uh, my church, you know, we have some people that are uh, very favorable, that look very favorable to preparedness, right? And so people that do essential oils and people that are into, you know, canning and, and ham radios and all that kind of stuff. And so um, I overheard two of the women were talking about uh, an essential oil uh, blood pressure salve. And, uh, you know, that they found it on this website and it, it really worked. And one of the women was like, yeah, I made a batch and I gave it to, uh, I, I can't remember who they said they gave it to, but they said it worked and it was very, I mean, it was, it was remarkable. And I'm like, wow. I mean, you know, I was thinking, tell me what website that is so that I can start linking to it on Prepper website. Because if they're putting out stuff that, you know, that's working, I want to, I want to know. And uh, so, uh, you know, one of the, the ladies sent me the link through uh, through text. And when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, well, yes, that's Gay's website. And I've already I've already linked to that to that one article. I just I linked to so many I, I forget. Right. And so I texted her back and I said, man, I've already linked to that article. That's pretty funny. But this one is called Managing Blood Pressure with Essential Oils. And so I think this is one. uh I don't want you to just kind of tune out because of its blood pressure and like, hey, I'm young, I don't need blood pressure, whatever. It's the the idea of using the salve with essential oils because she does give you the uh, a link to uh, an article where how to make the salve. Because once you know how to make the salve, you can add any kind of essential oils to it for whatever reason, uh, you know, whatever properties that essential oil has. And that would benefit you. This one is just specifically for, for blood pressure. But she does give the recipe that seemed to have worked for her and her husband. And uh, so I want to share. I wanted to share that with you because I know that there's some older preppers out there. Uh, I'm stumbling over my uh, my words tonight. Uh, there's people out there who might be dealing with blood pressure, and uh, so this might be something that's very. This is very easy for you to do, actually. Uh, very easy for you to make up and to do for yourself and to have a supply. And then how powerful would that be that in, in a situation where you didn't have the ability to get medicine, you were able to do something like this. So uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and start reading this one. This is, uh, again, from BackdoorSurvival.com, Managing Blood Pressure with Essential Oils. Something that concerns every single one of us is how we will deal with health issues in the event modern medicine and Western doctors are no longer available to keep us well. 
this goes far beyond current health woes because, as you know, stuff happens and someone that is perfectly healthy one day may be stricken with a health-related malady the next. With that introduction a few months back, I decided to explore whether the use of essential oils could help manage high blood pressure during times of trouble. From the get-go, I will tell you that managing blood pressure with essential oils is a very personal quest. My own traditionally perfect blood pressure had suddenly taken a leap from 120 over 80 to 160 over 90 and higher. I was not a happy camper. After consulting with my physician, I decided to experiment using essential oils before taking more drastic measures named pharmaceuticals. What is blood pressure? Let me quote from Joe and Amy Alton's excellent book, The Survival Medicine Handbook. Blood pressure is the measure of the blood flow flowing pushing against the walls of the arteries in your body. Without this flow of blood, oxygen would never get to all the organs of the body. If this pressure, however, is elevated over time, it can cause long-term damage. Many millions of adults in the U.S. have this condition, which is often asymptomatic or no signs or symptoms. Because of this, it has been referred to as a silent killer. Blood pressure tends to rise with increasing age and weight. For better or for worse, many adults routinely take blood pressure medications to control the silent killer. The hope is that by managing blood pressure, a stroke or heart attack can be avoided. Essential oils to manage high blood pressure. The results of my research and testing have been quite remarkable. Before I share what has worked for me, I want to state that my use of essential oils to manage high blood pressure began with a baseline of good health. A healthy diet, frequent exercise, and heightened weight in proportion are always a good starting point for any sort of natural protocol, and I passed on all accounts. With that out of the way, I can tell you that by applying the blend below, my blood pressure has stabilized at about 110 over 76 in the mornings and 106 over 66 in the evenings. On a few occasions, it has been lower, low enough for me to verify that it was not too low. It wasn't. After a bit of trial and error, here is the recipe I used. Blood pressure salve. One ounce of simple salve, and that is the, um, that'll link back to how to make it, right? Okay, so one ounce of simple salve, 30 drops of yin-yang, yin-yang, yin yang, 15 drops of cypress, 15 drops of marjoram, 15 drops of rosemary, and this is optional if high blood pressure is due to stress, and 15 drops of frankincense. After melting the simple salve, add the essential oils and mix well using a small stick or toothpick. Set it aside to firm up overnight. Twice a day, take a bit of BP salve, as I call it, and rub some into the sole of the left foot right below the big toe. Also rub some below the ring finger of your left hand and over your heart. These are commonly referred to as the reflex points for the heart. You might find the wiki how on reflexology interesting. So she has a lot of great links here that you want to go check out, especially that reflexology link. If you don't want to make up a batch of simple salve directions here, you can use coconut oil, olive oil, or some other carrier oil. Although I prefer the salve, I have also used the same essential oils in a roller ball topped with fractional or liquid coconut oil. In that case, use just 10 drops of yang-yang and 5 drops of each of the other oils. I hope I'm, I hope I'm saying that one right, yang-yang. That's, uh, I believe that's like young living um, there. Um, okay, continuing on. Essential oils equals calm equals less stress. There is an 
There is one additional step I have been taking as part of my overall blood pressure management protocol. Nightly, I have set a diffuser up on my nightstand and have diffused the same blend throughout the night. <clears throat> to simplify the process, I have mixed a small bottle of the oils in the proportions shown. Then before bed, I add water to the diffuser and 8 drops of my blend. Whether it is a coincidence or not, my nocturnal visits to the bathroom have gone from 6 or 7 times a night to 1 or 2. I am sleeping better and of course my blood pressure is back in the normal range. This has me thinking that perhaps the reason this protocol is working is because the oils have been calming. Calm evokes relaxation and the end result is less stress. Is that really what is happening here? I leave it up to you to decide whether you want to try a diffuser. All that I can say is that it is working for me. A word about blood pressure monitors. I currently have two blood pressure monitors, although one is new and did not arrive in time for this article. One, the LifeSource UB512 is more than a few years old and is being replaced because the battery cover has broken. It is being held together with tape at the moment, but still is cranking away giving readings very similar to those in my doctor's office. That said, I am looking forward to my new Omron 7 and expect that it will perform equally well. Both Shelley and I have found that our BP readings are lower at night than in the morning. According to our physician, it is normal to have some fluctuations, so there is no cause for worry unless the numbers start to climb above the 140 over 90 range and stay there. Regardless of what particular monitor you choose, taking a periodic reading is important so that you can take action if your levels become too high. As I discovered myself, that can happen in a flash. The next step. Before you rush off and begin to self-medicate using essential oils, let me say this. If you are under a doctor's care for hypertension, high blood pressure, keep track of your results and share them with your health care provider before making any changes in your drug protocol. With Shelley, also known as the survival husband, his cardiologist was on board and changed his drug protocol ever so slightly because the results with EOs were promising. Not as good as mine, but promising. The other thing is sim similar to all natural remedies. What works for one person makes work better, may work better or not at all for someone else. Always keep that in mind and anticipate the need to experiment to find your own unique formula. Disclaimer. Remember, I am not a healthcare professional. Furthermore, essential oils have not been approved by the FDA for medical use and this should not be construed as medical advice. Essential oils for health and wellness. After a ton of research for wellness purposes, I use 100% pure essential oils from Spark Naturals. There are a lot of reasons, the, the most important being their commitment to both quality and value. I am satisfied that the raw materials, materials used in Spark Naturals products are tested and authenticated to be a pharmaceutical grade purity. I also like that they are not an MLM and everyone pays the same price without having to cough up dues or membership fees. Spark Natural is open about the fact that there is no official system that grades essential oils as A, B, C or therapeutic grade. If you see a site that makes that claim, it is marketing hype and not fact. If you decide to purchase the essential oils used in my blood pressure salve from Spark Naturals, you will receive a 10% discount when you use the discount code Backdoor Survival at checkout. Final word. I personally feel that essential oils are minor miracle workers. Some of my personal favorites include melaleuca or tea tree, oregano, peppermint, and lavender, as well as the oils used in the blood pressure salve blend. That said, if you are just starting out, I suggest you start with these four and branch out as you become more comfortable with using essential oils for day-to-day -day first aid purposes. 
In this time, if the time ever comes when modern medicine is not available, I know for sure that I will turn to my cache of oils to get me through as I have taken to saying, stuff happens, be ready. All right, so um, good article there. And I hope that you get, this article has been shared out <clears throat> a, a ton of times. Um, I think it was like a hundred times it was shared. No, I'm sorry, uh, 8.6 thousand times. And I think there's 100 comments is what I was uh, going to get to. Uh, 109 replies, and it was shared out almost 9,000 times. So this is a very, very popular article. So if you're dealing with blood pressure, man, I would just definitely go check that out. And if you are using any kind of essential oils and you don't, you're not familiar with reflexology, go check that out too, that uh, link that she has there. Um, I remember I had purchased um, our first experience with essential oils was... Uh, with my wife, she has suffers from migraines, and one day she has she had taken everything that she could, and she she was just out of it. And I said, um, you know, why don't we try some essential oils? I have some uh, that I have purchased, and uh, you know, peppermint's supposed to be good for like a headache and stuff. And uh, so she was at, th at that point, she was willing to try anything, and so we tried that, and uh, you know, she's like, it didn't take it away. Yeah, uh, and that's one thing. It's like you, if you're used to taking medicine, and you know you take some, you take some ibuprofen or Motrin or whatever. Uh, you take some pain medicine, and it goes away within 30 minutes, an hour. It, it really isn't the way essential oils uh, or even natural medicine is going to work. But um, you're not putting all that junk in, in your body as well. Uh, definitely, we know that there's times where you just need to take some pain medicine. I mean, that's just there's no doubt about that. But if you can, essential oils. And anyway, so the peppermint worked for her. And so she was sold. So she started looking into it more and more. And so, uh, you know, she, she uses it for uh, for all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we have that allergy blend that we use. I actually wrote an article on that one. So uh, definitely go check out that article. I'll actually, check out all these articles. I think we have some really good ones uh, today to close out the week. So, and that's another week worth of podcast in the books. Hey, don't forget to visit all the websites that allow me to read their articles. Uh, they all have great links that you should want to visit. I link to all of the websites and more on their specific episodes. So, episode 70, if you come, you definitely you link to all of these websites. While you're there, I would appreciate if you could share out the podcast episode through social media. We make it very, very easy or through email, word of mouth, all of that. It's a, it's a huge blessing for us. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness material this weekend, you can stop by PrepperWebsite.com. Uh, there's a ton of articles that I never get to uh, to read on the podcast there. And I'm also, uh, I'll also encourage you to join our free Facebook page and email list. You can get to both of them on the menu bar of the website, of the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. And don't forget that when you register for the email list, you automatically get enrolled for the free e-course, Live a More Self-Reliant Life. So with that, I wish you a great weekend. Get out and, and enjoy some uh, dirt time or whatever that means for you. And as always... Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.